Welcome to Jumpstart Your Joy, a podcast that looks at the inspiration, intention, and actionable steps to help you jumpstart joy in the world, in your life, and in other people's lives. This is your host, Paula Jenkins. Welcome to episode 160. You guys, welcome back. This is the first episode of season four, and I am super excited to be here with you. It felt like it was a long pause from season three into now since there were a couple of reruns, and it just is a delight to be back with you. This show is a solo cast. I'm going to go over some of the new directions that I will be taking in season four for the show. So we'll be looking at first kind of this three-step process that I see unfolding for people as they look to choose joy in their lives. Next The next part of the show I'll be talking about is how we make room for kind of the yin and yang of life, uh, whether that be rest and activity or joy and sorrow. How do we make room for those two kind of bookends of things in our world? And then lastly, how do we find our anchor in this world as we go about and maybe run into more difficult times? And I can't wait to share these things with you all. Uh, So... Before we get there, I want to, of course, say welcome, welcome back. Welcome to season four. There's a lot in store this season for you guys. I already have the list of guests that I'm so excited to be, you know, inviting to come on, have um, several of them lined up and ready to go for you, and including early on this season, uh, this month. Sarah Von Bargen will be back. I'm so excited. You guys loved her when she was on in season two. And Christy Tending, one of the people that I've met through the podcast and is always such a delightful guest to have on, will also be joining this month, uh, along with a solo cast about developing a project management mindset. And can't wait to share all of those with you as well. A little bit about me, since it's a brand new season. It's always fun. I feel like I, you know, this is some podcasts and then figure out that I learn brand new things about hosts all the time. So I am, of course, Paula Jenkins. I am a project manager by day, and I've been doing that for 20 years in digital marketing and advertising. It's a a role that I really enjoy doing. And about five years ago, I went back and got certified as a life coach. That process started five years ago. I got the certification four years ago. And Around that same time, as you can guess by the season numbers, I also started this show. Really love the podcast and love all of the many things that it has, you know, doors that it's open for me. I feel like I've met so many amazing people. And uh, if you want to go back in the archives, there's a great episode about eight great reasons to start a podcast if it's something you're interested in doing for yourself. And it may be your own coaching practice, medical practice, whatever. I am very excited to announce that I've been working with several clients in mentoring them um, and coaching them on starting their own show and how it fits into their business. It's a role that I love so much, and I uh, would love to invite you. If you are thinking of starting your show, it's a really great way to get a lay of the land and uh, <laughs> get the input of somebody who's been out there a while. If you're interested, you can email me at jumpstartyourjoy at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you and see how we might bring your idea to life. It's really one of my favorite things to do. It's just that perfect mix of project management and life coaching that makes it so much fun for me. If you 
want to find out more about the show or if you want to look up the show notes for this one, jumpstartyourjoy.com is the website and you can find the show notes at jumpstartyourjoy.com forward slash jump in. And of course, if you're new around here and you really want to subscribe, I would love to have you. You can find us on iTunes and Google Podcasts and basically everywhere there is a podcast app. So let's just jump right into season four. I'm so excited about all this. As you probably know, if you've been listening for a while, the show started out of that place. Um, kind of the idea of joy just kept hitting me. I knew we wanted, I knew I wanted to do a podcast. And I mean, literally, like I had this, I had a keychain with the word joy on it. And like then everywhere I looked and, you know, everyday life was just joy, joy, joy. And came across this quote that I still love so much. It's by Henry Nowen. And it is joy is a choice and we must keep choosing it. And that just kind of sank in and resonated so deeply. And of course, over the last three seasons, it has been this, you know, joy has become my muse and I, I've gotten to play with it in so many ways and so many guests have brought in new angles on joy and about what really making intentional choices looks like in our lives. But also, how do we make choices when we're faced with really hard times? Some of those interviews, you know, Fred LeBlanc in the last year, um, Danny Wood also lost his mother to breast cancer, and, and how has he responded to that? It's been really interesting to hear the stories of people of when they're met with a hard space. And I can relate to this even on a personal level, having been diagnosed with PTSD after the birth of my son. You know, we find ourselves... While choosing joy seems great from the outset, it is often the hardest thing that we do, especially when you're in a hard time because you know that you want to be be more of yourself, I guess it is, than you are in your current circumstances. I know that was very true for me and have had several guests kind of parrot that very similar thing that they felt like the current circumstance they were in was no longer acceptable and they knew they were someone else outside of that. And so they, they made that choice. I often call joy a wayfinding emotion. They made their choice to go find what made them feel more like themselves. The other thing you might know when you're in that kind of a situation and you're trying to choose something in a hard time is um, you know you're going to have to – it's going to take strength and it's going to take all of your courage to do it. And the thing to be celebrated in these episodes that we've seen over the last three, four years is is that – the amazing thing about the human spirit is that people choose it anyway. They choose joy. They choose the harder thing. They they dig into that courage and they move ahead. And so that's been the hero's journey that has been highlighted so much in this show over the past few years. And it's been such a delight. And as you know, kind of as the end of season three, there was quite a few or a series of interviews that kind of changed or brought up new things that I wanted to explore about joy. And so in season four, what we're going to spend more time in is looking at that place in the world of intention and action and how it fits in with joy. And I don't even know, I'll have to admit, that exactly what this means day to day or or how it's going to play out, which is kind of one of the exciting things about the show is I'm going to ask these questions and I don't really know where the answers will fall. Um, so it's exciting. One of the things in looking at this I'm excited to look at with each group and and we'll probably talk about this more as the seasons as this season goes on but that I've noticed that there's this process right if you're looking to 
and so this is the first part after we've after that intro there but like the first part is what's this process look like as far as bringing something new into your life and whether that be the person that's met with a really hard time and they're choosing joy and they want more for their life or it's somebody that's building a business or it's somebody that's working in a nine to five and wants to be more happy in that space. And, and the process that I see unfolding and that's become more apparent is that it's a three step process of there's inspiration, there's intention, and then there's action. And how does, and how do we unpack this a little bit? But like when you're looking at the inspiration part of it, you see something, whether that be, you know, in a case of, you're in a space where you're not sure what the next step is. You get inspired by something or someone and it lights you up, right? And it might be something, you know, who I really want to bring that into my business. Or it might be something that, you know what, who I want to feel more of that thing. Or it might be, you know, I wish I could show up more as this person in my nine to five job because I've seen somebody else do this really well. And I wish that for myself. That's the inspiration, Right. The cool thing about inspiration or the more overwhelming thing about inspiration is that it comes up everywhere in tiny ways, at least for me, and I'm sure other multi-passionate people are the same way, but we're met with it all the time. And some of it's so much fun, right? Some of these inspiring things get left behind and they stay in the realm of inspiration. I know for me, I like to write an inspiration journal because there's so much in my head that I feel like it's helpful to get it out on paper and let it be. And then the next step in this process is the intention that we choose something. You know, in my case, oftentimes it's that I'm actively choosing joy, right? Is is this situation, would I rather be right or happy if it's a hard choice? Um, so that's one way that the intention plays out in a small way, right? Or if you're if you're thinking, I really wish I could build a, build a business that fulfills my life mission. Well, there's your intention. I'm going to choose to build this business. So step two being intention, and then you're going to take action towards that thing. You're working to bring the thing that you desire to life. Through these three steps, of course, this is that hero's journey as well, right? You're in a space, you make a choice, and you find yourself in the midst of it usually. That's the interesting thing. There's transformation around it. So of course, in taking these steps, you are transformed as are the people around you. And I've also found that like that kind of space after inspiration has hit and in between intention and action and during those two phases, right? Those are the phases where you need the most support, right? After you've made an intention to bring something to life, that's when you... That's when like resistance comes up and things get hard and, you know, it'd be easy to quit. And so that's the point in time where you really need the support to grow a business or, you know, to find a mastermind to help you do that or to find a coach if it's that you want to launch a podcast or like find people that have been there and done that before so that the road for you is a little bit easier and it doesn't feel like the wilderness. All topics we could spend more time on. But really knowing that of inspiration, intention, and action, action probably is the hardest part. And it takes a lot of energy to sustain that action. Which gets us to part two, which is how do we make space for kind of that yin and yang that comes out when we are working towards something that is, you know, what our heart wants most in this world. And so let me give a little bit more context around that. I know one of the things as I've been working on building the show and building 
a coaching practice and honing in on what that looks like is, well, I had this story in my own head for so long that if I wasn't doing something to grow the business or grow what I knew about podcasting or, you know, do something new on my email list or whatever, that I wasn't doing enough. And that, of course, then the self-judgment comes screaming in that somehow I'm going to be a failure if I don't do this and do it right. And I think our society as well, we get to that stage of burnout and overwhelm so easily. Kate Courageous actually has a great podcast episode up about um, what to do if you're feeling burnt out. So I'll link up to that. But that idea that we often will push ourselves to the point of burnout and it's almost expected in in today's world. How do we find the yin and yang? I don't, I don't ever, I don't want to call it balance anymore because I don't really think that it is balance. Because here's here's the mind shift for me. Here's here's the shift in how I'm thinking is that it's something that we have to build in, right? We have to build in time for action, but we also have to build in the time for the opposite of that, which is rest. This, if you were listening last year in season three, you'll know that Julia Samuel, she's a psychotherapist that deals with grief and bereavement, she was talking about the, the bookends of grief and joy. And then we have to make room, mindful, purposeful room for both joy and grief when it comes into our lives and it will, that we have to make room for both. But Because when we're in the midst of grieving, we have to give ourselves some space to breathe and rest and feel something else. And where I'm coming at from this is if you are in the midst of building something, so if you're in the midst of action around building a business, or if you're in the midst of action and you have a nine to five job, if you're in the midst of action and you're trying, you know, you're working on personal growth things, I, I'm now in this space where I'm seeing we need to build in, yes, the time for the growth and the action and the things, that the doings, right? And then we also have to build in the time for the downtime, right? The the breath, the, <laughs> the taking a break. Because it's in the downtime where our brain kind of assimilates all that knowledge and then cranks out new ideas. One of the resources that I've come across recently, of course, it's no surprise that this resource came up right as I was realizing, okay, that's so interesting. Of course, we have to build in time for joy, even in times of grief. The book that appeared and the name that appeared recently was that of Ezie Spencer, and she wrote the book Lunar Abundance. And in this book, she shares how she uses the phases of the moon to guide you through bringing about an intention for each moon cycle, which is super interesting. I'll link it up in the show notes. I'm actually working through it right now and love it. As you work through this intention in the moon cycle, which is about a month long, it goes through eight phases of the moon and they balance each other out with yin and yang. So action and rest and action and rest and action and rest. And so it's not that we're full tilt sprinting towards one thing all of the time, but just like natural cycles in the natural world, there's there's the rest at night and then there's the action during the day. There's an in-breath and an out-breath. There's the cycles of the moon that also have that same pattern to them. So the other thing that's striking me here is we need to build those things in for ourselves because otherwise society and the speed of things is just going to tell us we have to keep going, going, going. 
and tell our bodies who and i think as he and other people say it as well but like our bodies keep a score right your body will wear itself out i think we've all done that like in college during finals you know we'd study 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 work 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 <laughs> and then at the end of that crash right so that's so that's another thing and an interesting thing that we'll spend some more time with i've asked Ezzy Spencer to be on the show and fingers crossed she said yes, but she had to get through writing her next book. So I'm hopeful she will be on this season and we'll get to ask her some juicy questions about how does this work and how do we really think about it in a new way so it doesn't feel like we're forcing ourselves, you know, to find a time of rest and then forcing ourselves back into a time of work. And then the next one, and this comes and, and dovetails so beautifully into the rest of what I've been talking about for this episode is is really finding your anchor. And this will get a little bit meta. So this next piece is how do we find ways to really take heart and kind of do a mental snapshot of what feels like home or brings us great some great amount of joy or feels like a time or place in our life where we felt an an immense amount of good positive energy and bottle that up and hold on to it so that when we meet those hard times, right? Because they're going to come just like Julia Samuel talked about and just like the balance of the yin and yang, the great times will happen, but we're also going to be met with hard things in this life. So how do we bottle up those little moments and keep them near and dear so that when we hit a hard patch, we can remember back to a time as an anchor in time for something that was better, you know, that might buoy us through a, a more difficult time. Um, and I bring this up because in October, my sister and I went on the New Kids on the Block cruise, which was amazing. and went out of Miami. We went to the Bahamas. Super fun. And it's my second year going. If I will link up to the other kind of recap that I did last year on last year's cruise because that was really unexpected and hilarious and fun and it really taught me a lot about both that making time and space for just joy and rest and it's kind of self-care, but way beyond that, like it taught me a lot about the real benefits of making time for just me to go do something that's ultimately completely joyful and it doesn't have any other, like there's no other agenda, if you will. So, of course, it's super fun to be on a boat with a boy band. And, yes, they do a, a, they do a concert. And there is a party every night out on the Lido deck with lots of costumes and a theme. And people just <laughs> going crazy until, like, 3 o'clock in the morning. And it's, it's kind of like just this amazing t- way to go back and, and reconnect with who you were maybe during that time when 80s music was out. So back in the 80s, who were you? What brought you joy? Like reconnecting with that. But you're also in this time and space where there's 2,700 other women, mostly women, doing the same thing. Like they've all made time. They've all taken time to go back to the super joyful space and and to keep in that space together for, you know, four days. And so it's a really beautiful event and I, I love it and I will, I will keep going because it is so powerful to be surrounded by that much good, positive energy and that kind of just high vibe. It's, it's impressive in that way. And there's something more to it as well. I mean, I know there'll be people that are like, I can't believe you spend that kind of time to go hang out with a boy band. 
But there's something bigger that happens on this boat. One of the really standout moments for me happened on the night where the theme was Blockiversary. So it's New Kids on the Block. So it's also their 30th anniversary of Hanging Tough, which is one of their big songs. So it was basically a theme night where you dressed in New Kids garb. And we all got out to the Lido deck early um, because they were they were also airing Blue Bloods, which, of course, Donnie Wahlberg stars in that. And so they were showing the most recent episode. And some of us had decided to sit down on the Lido deck because it was a long time standing. And this woman and I just started talking. I don't remember exactly about what, but it moved into – she was talking about the people around her, and she shared a little bit more about herself. And she had come on the cruise – and in the last four months, um, she shared that she had lost her daughter, who was five or six, to leukemia. And she showed me the picture on her phone. And I, you know, it's, and she goes, yeah, this was from her Make-A-Wish. And she was with one of the Disney princesses. And it was just, you know, this really sweet picture on her phone. And I said, you know, thank you so much for sharing this with me. And um, I said, can I give you a hug? You know, this is somebody I've just met. And she says, oh, of course. And so we hugged and she's like, but you know, this trip is all about joy. This trip is all about me rediscovering who it is that I am and reconnecting with that happiness that I know is inside of me. And it's really about celebrating the love that I have for my daughter and for my family. And I have to say that just gives me goosebumps, um, you know, when she said this, it gave me goosebumps because that is amazing and beautiful and courageous and so, so powerful that somebody has recognized what they need and they're going to get it. And um, the other really amazing part of her story was that, you know, her daughter had leukemia and she had decided to go on the cruise by herself. She didn't know anyone else in the boat. And there's a roommate match service that the tour company does. And she matched with a woman who is a cancer survivor. And the two of them have clearly bonded at this really special level. I mean, uh, it was just beautiful to see how this friendship had evolved since they met, you know, only probably a couple months before. And it's really moments like that where there's this immense amount of connection and there's this sense of all of us go through hard stuff and yet we're still going to show up. And we're still going to be super happy. And we're still going to try to find and reconnect with that joy that we know we have in ourselves, even when the rest of the whole thing has gone to shit. And so I was amazed and delighted. And if you're listening, thank you so much for showing up and sharing that joy with all of us. At the end of the cruise, uh, there was also a very special, I don't know, closing speech that Donnie Wahlberg gave. And I'm going to play it in just a second because I happened to record it on my phone where he talked about how do we find what our anchor is? How do we get back to the joy that we know that we want? And so let me just play this clip for you guys. We'll step off this boat. Believing in myself. Loving myself. Loving myself. And settling for nothing less. And settling for nothing less. Than the very best. Than the very best. Because I deserve that shit. Because I deserve that shit. Because I earned that shit. Because I earned that shit. And I will not accept anything less than that shit. And I will not accept anything less than that shit. Ever. Ever. For the rest. For the rest. Of 
am perfect. I am perfect. And I am love. And I am love. Can you remember that? Yes. Leave this boat and know this feeling you have now, don't let it go away in two days. It's just a thought. Snap back to this boat at any moment and say, life is good, all is well. Everything's gonna be okay. Everything's gonna be okay. The worse you feel, the, the deeper you dig. You find a thought, you find a memory, and you just tune in and say, all is well. I got my sisters, I got my brothers, I got my family. All is gonna be okay. Let's go. DJ, come on, give me some more music. And so that's it. And hopefully you guys can feel some of the, in, I don't know, just the beauty and the genuineness and the authenticity that comes through with Donnie in how he's describing, like, dig deep and find that place. Even when times are super hard, come back to the boat. And, you know, if you weren't on the boat, that's cool. But you guys, each of you listening, if you're going through something hard, I want you to think back to that moment. There's something back there for you. There was an immensely happy time that you can reflect back to and you can hold on to. And I know that very same kind of visualization and that very same kind of intense determination to hold on something bigger than myself is exactly what even got me through the emergency C-section that I had. My mom was in the room and I said, mom, let's go back to Italy. Can you take me back to Italy and let's talk about all the stuff that we saw right there because I was... Too, it was too much for me to be in the moment of a difficult situation. And so I I wanted to get myself back to someplace that felt safe and happy and wonderful. And so each of you guys has one of those too, and I want you to remember it. And the next time things get really hard, I want you to go back, hold on, get back to happy, right? You can do it. And it's a healthy and wonderful and beautiful way to treat yourself. So I want you to remember that too. So that's where we're headed for season four. We're going to talk more about inspiration and intention and action. We're going to talk more about that yin and yang and that how to make space for the two sides, you know, the bookends of things that you need in your life. And then we're going to, we're going to hang on to the anchor, right? We're going to go back to moments and talk about moments that really meant something. Next week, we're going to have Sarah Von Bargen come back. She's amazing. She's, of course, with Yes and Yes, the blog, and most downloaded episode of season two. She'll be back for a brand new conversation that I can't wait to share. Um, I'll be doing the Project Management Mindset episode, and Christy Tending will be back to talk about self-advocacy, which fits in so big for all of these topics. If you want to look up the show notes and find links to any of the books that I've talked about in this episode jumpstartyourjoy.com forward slash jump in and contact me about any kinds of business and podcast mentoring you might want to join in with me and you can email me at jumpstartyourjoy at gmail.com and so I hope you'll come back next week and until then I hope that your days are filled with so much joy joy